0: I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know what show this is. Lori and I recorded this like a month ago. I'm finally putting the audio together. But I know one thing it's Lori Roggenkamp, it's Joe Batanz, it's Hallmark Homos. Alright, like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batants and I am one of the hosts, which I'm just kind of resigned to calling it Hallmark Homos. I know that's not the name of the show, and after this batch, we'll come up. Didn't you, or didn't you come up with the, oh, by the way, uh, please welcome uh, the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gore, and gossip herself, Ms.
1: Lara Nogatam! Hi, hi, yes, I did have a name. Uh, know,
0: I feel like I'm sentenced to lifetime. Wasn't that the name you came That's up? That's what
1: I thought, or I was just, or I kind of originally liked uh, our uh, one where we were just like Lori. Uh, it was like something like either it was like Joe and Lori do this, or a fat, a fat, uh, two fat gays, a, a fat dyke and a fat gay guy. <laughs> like,
0: Wait, it's so funny that you say that.
1: <laughs> Talk about I would, movies.
0: Uh, yeah, what if we did? A, it's really because a really long title, and it's. Lori and Joe are two fat gays who watch Hallmark movies and make fun of them. (laughs) What what if that's the name of the show?
1: you can't – you – the only thing I will keep adding is that I don't think it's Hallmark movies that we're watching.
0: Okay. All right. So,
1: I mean, I'm fine with it. We'll call it holiday movies. Well, no, because then
0: after – I mean, I guess we can announce this now that this is going to continue – uh, for the time being, as an exclusive tier channel show. Yes. Uh, I, 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 will say there are caveats to that, Lori, but I'll tell you off the air, it's not important. Okay. But, um, they're not good, bad caveats, they're good caveats. Um, for us at least. Um, uh, but yes, it'll continue as an exclusive tier show into the new year, where, where we'll just cover, uh, other Lifetime movie or those kinds of movies. Like, here's the deal. Patrick McBrarity, the patron saint of our show. <laughs> He has several non uh uh holiday movies. There's that one about the 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 romance in the summer or something like oh, that. Oh, right?
1: that's right. Yeah. He
0: has a horror movie that he wrote, which that should be that must be a mess.
1: I mean, if 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 I don't think it would cause a lawsuit, we should call it Laurie and Joe hate Patrick McBurney.
0: <laughs> why would it not, why would it cause a lawsuit? That's our personal feelings.
1: Cuz he I mean, I don't know. He could claim that we're essentially making money off of his his movies or something. I, I don't know.
0: Well, you know, Laura just sent me a actually... commercial. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> well, well, let me address what you just said. In, in Since we recorded last, he is actually very easy to find on Twitter. And he only has like 300 followers. Like I have more followers than Patrick McBrarity on Twitter. So it would not be hard to contact him and get a hold of him. I'm going to say that right now. One. Two, you know what's funny too about his Twitter account is he actually posted a review of, um, Christmas Catch on his Twitter. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. He's like, oh, look, love, thanks, or great review, or something like that. And I read the review, and the review of Christmas Catch is pretty much like the actors are really charming, but the script is horrible. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, that is kind of funny though, if you think about it, it does show that he has a little bit of a good sense of humor about it. oh
0: really, I think he didn't I think he didn't read the review
1: oh i I don't know well, maybe he didn't I don't know it would be mm-hmm. fun to talk to him and just to see I, I think would we love should talk to him oh, I would love to know what his writing process is like
0: throw shit at a wall and just. <laughs> Well, Type would ca-
1: I mean, as we've learned, there are worse movies than Patrick McBrady movies. I
0: oh, that's I right. honestly Christmas Cabin. feel like,
1: yeah, Christmas Cabin made Patrick McBrady look like, you know, uh, the writer of Jojo Rabbit. I mean, it's just like, you're like, oh, you're, you're really taking things to the end.
0: <laughs> yeah. But one thing I'll say about Patrick McBrady movies is things happen. There are events and there's an ending and you can see them from my way, but there's, and they're stupid, but, They're ultimately like a cohesive story. Uh you you know, Cabin was just like, yeah. Yeah. You
1: should take exactly what you just said, tweet it at him, and Mm -hmm. I guarantee you he'll retweet it.
0: (laughs) Oh, I know, seriously. You know what's another thing since our last episode? It's been a while, but since our last episode, I went back and I rewatched the Spirit of Christmas. There was some piece of information that we didn't know there that I figured out. And I don't know what it was. I was going to announce it on the show. I can't remember what it is. And maybe on the next show, I'll remember it. I'll announce it there. But um, after re-watching it, I am now convinced that he, the ghost came back as a person. Oh, God, i am forgotten since. He's I not I a ghost, it.
1: though. He comes back as a living person. He just can only stay in the in the realm of of his,
0: uh, you know, of the of that inn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now he can. I remember I watch and I go, oh, this makes it. I don't. I remember there was some we, we got something wrong or something happened on Spirit of Christmas, and I was like, oh, I got to correct that on the next episode. But now I've since forgotten what it was. Yeah. But anyway, Lori, today we are covering. We're not covering Christmas cabin. Thank God we are not covering Spirit of Christmas. We are covering. Which actually you and I watched before Spirit of Christmas. We are covering the phenomenal film, Mistletoe Magic. Yeah. Uh, which, okay, no, the, the way we're doing things now is I'm going to just give a brief rundown. This one's actually not hard to explain. Of course, it is written by our patron saint, Patrick McBrary. Mm-hmm. I believe it premiered this year, actually, on Up TV. Like, like we said, like Spirit of, yeah, 2020. Up TV, it came out. So it's, it's a brand new movie. Well, uh,
1: the, uh, it, the YouTube link that shows the full video says it's a 2020 Hallmark Christmas movie. yeah. So yeah maybe yeah. that is a Hallmark movie.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so maybe it was. And then now Up TV had No, but because there's the Up TV logos in the corner, Lori. What are you talking about?
1: Well, it says in the description, it says, Mistletoe Magic 2020 Hallmark Christmas Movies 2020.
0: But that leads to an interesting question. Do you think now... Hallmark movie has now just become the name of a genre rather than a brand.
1: Uh, probably. Yeah, I feel like it. Yeah, I could see that.
0: By the way, last night, you know, I'm saving you. By the way, last night, my friend John Paul calls me. Okay, and he goes, "Do you watch The Simpsons?" And I go, "The cartoon." <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, I mean, what? I mean, I, what, I would think, like, what other Simpsons are there?" And I go, like, I don't think I've seen it past, like, season 11 or 12. Has anybody? I don't even know. I don't know anybody who watches The Simpsons. Okay?
1: I, my brother. My brother watches. Oh, he still watches he it? He still watches The Simpsons. Yeah.
0: Oh, how funny. So, uh, he goes, and by the way, I those first 10 years or so of The Simpsons are amazing. They're, they're so funny. Yes. Right? Well,
1: also, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you're a kid, too. And it's just like... My family, it was like this is our family. Like we all fight, and then you, you know, what?
0: I agree with that. Actually, that's actually one case where I would actually agree. Good. You know, people are always saying like, "Oh, that's that family is us." I'm, you know, I'm the Carrie Bradshaw of the group, or I'm the Beyonce, you know. But no, you, you guys being the Simpsons is one hundred percent accurate. Yes. Anyway, uh, so John Paul says last night's episode, which is on Hulu now, he says. Uh, They make fun of Hallmark Christmas movies, and they do – the whole episode is a parody of a Hallmark Christmas movie. Maybe you might want to watch it. And I was like – I didn't want to watch it, but I was like I – I strangely just – it was a weird thing. I had 20 minutes to kill.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I was like, well, I might as well watch it. Laurie, <laughs> it was so horrible. Really? It, I did not laugh one time.
1: Well, I guess – I don't know if you saw this, but there's a – maybe you sent it to me. There was a KFC. uh, Oh, no.
0: I didn't send it to you, but people sent it to me. They're they're coming out with it, I think, soon, right? But the reviews are that it's awful, that
1: it's like it tries to be funny, but it's just not at all funny. No.
0: This is the thing, and and here's the thing. And this is where people like – we're going to talk about this now. Um, Okay. We're going to get into the weeds here. So, I realize that some of the best movies that we've watched, a lot of these Patrick McBurdy movies and stuff like that, they're made by a company called Mar Vista Entertainment, who makes movies for Lifetime. Okay. All right.
1: So it should be Lifetime, and then that we're doing.
0: Yeah, seriously. So Mar Vista makes a lot of these movies. Like, Mar Vista made, uh, um, Home for Harvest. Okay? Oh, okay. And they make a lot of these, they make holiday movies and they make those Lifetime murder movies. Well, okay? a lot
1: of the, a lot of the same actors are in, in this movie that are in Home for Harvest. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So, um, and that's the company that Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell went to to make their Lifetime movie. Really? Right. Yeah. And it's, it's a Mar Vista movie. And what's funny is their original concept. And it's too bad people fuck things up because people have big fucking mouths. I think the original concept that I read that Will Ferrell and Kristen Wigg had was they never wanted to promote it. They wanted to make this movie, and it randomly just appeared on Lifetime, and they played it totally straight. They did not; the the movie was not written to be a joke. Uh, it was an actual movie that they had, you know, and they did. They were just casting it, and they wanted no one to know. And then they wanted to be like, people were just watching Lifetime and go, "Is that Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig <laughs> yeah. in like a Lifetime movie?" Yeah, right. And um, we should actually probably watch that one, but with but um. And But, you know, people leaked it, so then it became an event, and people were like, this isn't funny at all, right? Yeah. And so I think that's, that's what they should have done with this KFC movie, is they should have had Patrick McBrarity write it and write it for real.
1: Yeah. Well, like, there was a, um, a theater professor that I had once mm-hmm. who said that he did a play, and that mm-hmm. he, was, he was cast in this play, and he... Um, he was like the comedic role, but it was like a serious Mm -hmm. play, but he was the comedic Mm -hmm. role. And Mm -hmm. he had this line in the movie and I forgot he, he, he like kind of, but essentially it was like, and I put the biscuits down and then people were supposed to laugh. Right. And he did it. He did it like three nights in a row and nobody laughed. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: he, they then switched him out with this other guy who played it, deadpan,
0: mm-hmm. straight,
1: like, honestly, didn't understand what was supposed to be funny about it Yeah, and mm-hmm. got to laugh every single time. And what was funny is the guy then went to him and said, I don't understand why people are laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually screwing me up because I'm not understanding <laughs> why people are laughing. So mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. And he's like, no, you have to do it because you're the only one who can do it because you don't understand why it's funny. So therefore you're just doing it realistically and I'm trying to be funny and it's not working out. So I think that's like exactly what the the probably the the problem with the KFC one is that it was like oh well we're trying to be we, this is like uh, we're trying to be serious under the guise of being funny. And that reminds it's not me. Have to
0: get into Hollywood history here. Legend has it. I don't know if this is true or not, but legend has it. In the in the Marx, if you ever watch like Mark Marx Brothers movies, there is this woman, an older like who kind of woman, right? Like oh, upper crust woman, she's like in, almost in every movie. Her name's Margaret Dumont, okay. And it's always there's always a scene, at least one or two scenes, where the Marx brothers just full on just rip on her and make fun of her car, horrible names in her face, and she's like, oh, you know, like yeah. that, right? And the thing was, the legend has it was that the reason the Marx brothers loved her was she did not get the joke. She just did not get it. She was playing the serious upper crust society woman and would just be truly horrified by the Marx brothers. Yeah. And that's why they all, and that's what they love. They thought it was so funny that she just wasn't in on the joke. She just didn't get it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think there needs to be, and I think that's why these shows are so amazing. I, I, I honestly think Patrick McBrady, I don't know if he necessarily thinks he's writing Shakespeare, but I don't think he he knows about these plot holes. They make no like you couldn't even create some of like it, it would be a comedic genius to know that what he's doing. Yeah, that for that person, to know what he's doing. So let's talk about mistletoe magic.
1: I would say this show, uh, and, and you know, obviously, mm-hmm. I've been told that I need to tamper down my jumping, but this show has the most plot holes. In the, oh,
0: the episode, yeah. In the
1: probably in the entire in every, I know that I say that about every movie we watch, but yeah. I honestly believe we'll get to it. But there really is a point in this movie where it there should it, there should have been an impasse, and mm-hmm. then the movie just stops and then doesn't go forward. Based you know off what's what funny? They set up for the character.
0: You know what's so funny, and you and I talked about this privately, and then I'll jump into the basic plot summary. Is the concept of the movie even though they take it to like a hokey level the concept of the movie is actually not a bad idea for a romantic holiday christmas movie no um i don't know if i'd go with a mistletoe we'll talk about that what that means in a second but it actually isn't it's sort of a cute idea for a movie yes. um but uh, let's get into it so uh, basically mistletoe magic is about a woman named uh Harper. She is the most famous newscaster that ever li- lived.
1: Well, she's like a weather woman like newscaster. She yeah. like, into she's into science, apparently. That's her thing. and mm-hmm. she loves science?
0: Yeah, I love science.
1: And uh her name is Harper Hart. Don't forget the alliteration. Yeah. And uh she
0: oh, and the sister's name is Holly. So she's yeah. Holly Hart. Okay.
1: And she um her big thing is she loves science and she does not believe in magic or Christmas magic of any no. kind because it's no. not scientifically. Yeah. Uh, keep that in mind for the rest of the yeah. movie. Keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. She she ha- dresses down a little kid because he believes in, in magic
0: yeah. in the, yeah, w- right.
1: within the first five minutes.
0: Yeah. So, uh, she is like a local newscaster and what, and everybody just think is, is just so enamored with her. They have fan pages and everything about her, right? Yeah. And by the way, she just seems to do, a, by the way, also the movie takes place over several days, never has to go to work and do a, a news report.
1: No, has plenty never. of time to just like run around. And also like she seems to just essentially like be like, and here is the ice rink. And here yeah. is the you know she's not really doing news, she's just announcing yeah. things that are happening,
0: and you know what well, let's get back to it I just realized something right now and we'll get back to it okay so uh so so what happens is she she has a terrible boyfriend who's the anchor, and for some reason their dating is the biggest secret in the world is never explained why or anything, yeah. and they have a secret relationship, yeah, and she's. He's not gonna accompany to her, her family's house for uh Christmas. Wait, breaking news, hold on for a second. after this um summary's done, I need to tell you uh an update on a very country Christmas. oh okay. I have an update for very country okay, so anyway, so she goes home to, for the holidays and her sister Hollyheart comes up to her and is like, bitch listen i think my boyfriend's gonna ask me to marry him the boyfriend's making googly guys at her the whole time right yeah i need the special magic family mistletoe and you have it and she's like okay i'll go get it right she needs a special magic mistletoe because according to the family lore if they kiss under this mistletoe that he's gonna ask her to marry him
1: any if anybody is under the mistletoe, they automatically fall in love.
0: Yeah, that's the lore. Any, of any this two
1: people mistletoe. that mm-hmm. are under the mistletoe, which mind you, throughout the entire run of this movie, it just so coincidentally happens that no same sex or people who wouldn't match, oh, yeah. no yeah. like child and adult are under the no. mistletoe. Mm-mm. It's always yeah. just
0: not two puppies or nah. yeah, it's people that yeah, the people the same age
1: that you would think uh, would obviously start dating anyways. So yeah. it's like, it's, it, you know, it's kind of yeah. dumb.
0: So anyway, uh, and by the way, the magic doesn't wear off once they give the mistletoe away. No, it just remains forever. Yeah. So then, uh, she goes, yeah, I have in storage at my house. I'll go back. She goes back to her apartment and she has this a really annoying Megan Moolali wannabe neighbor who, uh, is like, Oh yeah, I gave away the mistletoe. Uh, I took it to a thrift store just last week, actually. I I took your belongings and gave them away.
1: Like, okay. Let's just, I want to break that down for a hot second. Do you mind if we do?
0: I will give you, I mean, you know what we're going to do now? We're going to institute. You get three, you get three passes. So do you want to use one of your passes right now? No, I guess not. Okay so then they go to the thrift store Mm -hmm. okay and the manager there is like hey uh hey harper i know you and she's like how do i know you and he's like i'm not gonna tell you uh it's the world's biggest secret and she's like oh okay well whatever and then she goes we brought in uh a box and he goes yeah i gave it to my aunt and they're like oh okay he goes now let's go look at the security cameras to show you that my aunt bought the box uh, not, yes I
1: want to comment you well you can you can use one of your passes okay I'll use my pass for this okay so I'm gonna use my pass for everything you just said so All right. he so she goes now mind you uh, she doesn't believe in magic okay uh-huh. doesn't believe in magic yet for some reason believes in magic enough. She we see her earlier telling it first off, she tells a kid that there's no that snow is not magic. Who be, who the hell believes that snow is magic? That's what I want to yeah. know. But mm-hmm. she tells the kid snow is not magic and that apparently ruins that child's life. So mm-hmm. then she her sister tells her to go to the uh to get the mistletoe. She goes to the thrift store that has like hundreds of mistletoe and doesn't mm-hmm. just go, great, here's one, and picks mm-hmm. it up for her. She goes, it has to be the specific one that my sister, I gave away for my sister, and I, you know, uh, um... And
0: I, and oh wait wait let me interrupt you. I see what you're saying. That's interesting logic. You're right. She doesn't. But be- you're saying is she doesn't believe in magic. No. So therefore, since she doesn't believe in magic, she would be like, well, it's not really magic. I'm going to buy this fucking mistletoe and wrap a red ribbon around it and end the story. I'm not going to go all around the city looking yes. for this mistletoe because it's not really magic.
1: Because as we see in the movie, there's ac- it, mm-hmm. there's mistletoe that looks exactly like it. That's not the yeah. same mistletoe. So she yeah. could just easily buy mistletoe and also we cut to the end. The mistletoe technically wasn't even needed. So mm-hmm. it's it's like, you know, just grab the mistletoe. But instead, she demands that this guy mm-hmm. <laughs> give her, find the mistletoe for her. So uh now let's jump to the guy. So the guy is like, oh, I know, you know, very like creeper. Like if mm-hmm. this was in real life, this guy would be like a, a sexual assaulter.
0: You would, you would call the police or you would leave. You're like, you know what? The like, <laughs> <like, like>, mis- <laughs> mistletoe isn't worth me being raped.
1: Yeah. Because he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I know everything about you. And she's like, how do we know each other? And he refuses to say, who yeah. does that? Who in their right mind? If I met somebody, if if you you met somebody and you were like, and they were like, oh, yeah, we've met. You'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. How do we know each other? I'm completely blanked. And they were like, oh, I'm not going to tell you. You're just going to have to remember. I'd be like, well, fuck you. Then I don't need to know.
0: Yeah, I would play the game for like a minute. I won't right? even
1: play the game for a minute. I would just no, I would like, play the game I'm for a minute
0: like, oh, okay, that's cute. Okay, how do we really – know? like the person gets three chances. And they're like, okay, asshole, lick, I got to go. That's yeah, different because me
1: you might think the guy's cute. I would be like, no, dude, either you tell me or you don't. I don't need to – my life is not impacted by your bullshit. And yeah. so – but then he like refuses to tell her, and then you find out later that they don't even really know each other. Like you, yeah. it was like you you thought maybe this was like, oh, we were it'd be like, oh, we were friends in high school, or we dated in college, or whatever. No, it was like he went to the same high school as her, and like was also overweight at the time, and that was it. They weren't friends in high school. They just went to the same high
0: school together,
1: like. How is she supposed to – how conceited are you that she's supposed to know everybody – remember everybody that she went to high school with? Here's my question.
0: I'm going to stop you right here. Are you blowing all your notes right now?
1: Yes. All right. So then he – so, okay. Let's go from his point of view, all right? He's frustrated that she doesn't know who he is, okay? Okay. Yet, he still goes, I'm going to help you, and I'm going to take time out of my day to run around and find all these people for you.
0: You realize we're going to go through this story, chapter, and verse. I
1: know, but I'm just saying it doesn't make sense. Why would any one of these people help either one of them? It doesn't make sense.
0: Okay. Anyway, so then he's like, oh, yeah, my aunt bought it, but let's look at the security camera and just look at my aunt buy it, right? And then they go, well, okay, your aunt has it, and he goes... She goes, just give me the address, I'll go down there. And he's like, No, I have to go with you. No one, no one uses a cell phone as a cell phone in this movie. No. By the way. Nobody no. calls. Nobody does. No. That is a phone call. That is a hey Aunt, oh hey, Ann, it's uh me, Luke. Uh, quick question. And and like, nope. Nope. Just we have to drive down to the Anne's house unannounced. Yeah. And they go down there. And she – the aunt's in love with a cab driver and then she gave uh, the mistletoe away to her friend who's Santa at the mall. Then they go to Santa at the mall and, the, and then uh, his wife – Santa Claus's wife, uh, her, her other job is taking pictures of her husband at the mall.
1: But also mm-hmm. at, the, at the rink, remember, she runs into Santa.
0: And oh, she, that's right, when she was doing her story, yeah. But, she, but Laurie, we're going to go through this chapter first. We're just going to go through okay, the story.
1: Okay.
0: And then Santa's like, oh, yeah, I gave the mistletoe to this guy who runs a fake Christmas tree farm, which actually I thought was kind of funny. And so then they have to go to the fake Christmas tree farm. And there's people, just these two people making out the entire time. It, again, in Patrick McBerty movies, customer service people just ignore you at all times. And so finally the owner comes and is like, Oh, yeah, I, uh, I gave it to my buddy who owns a bar. Right. And then they go to the bar and then Tom Calicchio works at the bar and, and, uh, and Tom Colicchio's a dick and he's like, wasn't going to give him the mistletoe. Oh, Cause then they, then they actually see the mistletoe. Instead of explaining their situation, they try and steal it. And then Tom Colicchio's like, oh, you can't have it, but I recognize you from the weather. And so here you can have it. And then she goes home. Oh, then, and then they get in a fight, right? Yeah. They get in a fight. She and Luke... Oh, Luke goes with her the whole time, the entire time he's with her. And, uh... But the roommate's not invited. And, uh... Or the neighbor. And, um... Then they get in a fight, and then Santa Claus tells her something, you know? And, uh... And on the street. And then she goes home, and then Luke barges into her house. Oh, then then you get home, and she goes, hey... Oh, they find out it's not the real mistletoe. And, uh... The, the sister goes, oh, that doesn't matter. Um, my He asked me to marry him already anyway. Yeah. Okay. And then Luke barges in and is like, I found the real mistletoe and I love you. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Just basic plot. Did I miss anything? No. Okay. Now, let's go through this, Laurie. Chapter and verse. I have notes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we will go through this, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the ice rink. When the movie opens up, okay, we are at an ice rink. She's doing a news report. You're right. She is just in, she's just in, like, regular cute clothes, but just re- it's not because the point I was going to make is, I think there are weather uh reporters who are, uh who have, like, gigantic fan clubs, but these are the ones who dress the like, you know- like little conchitas, and they have yeah. like their boobs hanging out and their asses hanging out, and that's what they're selling, right?
1: But uh, she's just selling the weather. They're professional, yeah. All right, yeah. Let's not start but knocking she, people who show their boobs.
0: She's a pretty girl, mm-hmm. okay, and she's dressed normally, and she's doing just a, a run of the mill news report from an ice rink, okay? Mm-hmm. Where uh, the only one of the only people of color, there are a couple of people of color. Once again, they have no uh backstories they only exist to serve white people yes uh it seemed to be like an indian guy i think right
1: it was an indian guy with like the world's worst comb over yeah (laughs) for no reason whatsoever it was almost like they were like we need to make this indian guy less attractive because we don't want people thinking that she's gonna end up dating him we need to give him a shitty haircut a over yeah. in order to make it seem like he's there's no way she could date him he has a come over
0: yeah 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 she would never be interested in him and he's disgusted with her because she doesn't believe in holiday magic because as soon as the camera's off she's like fuck this fuck christmas fuck this fucking ice fuck snow fuck santa fuck everything right about christmas and he's like yes. wow you're a real fucking bitch right yeah um yeah. yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, but her version of Christmas magic, this is literally like, this is, this is written by some Patrick Mabarity must love Christmas so much that he honestly cannot fathom what yeah. people don't like about Christmas. So he yeah. just goes, I'm assuming it's the snow. So he just, he wrote this movie where this woman's like, there's no Christmas magic. It's just snow. And, and Did it was I- like, who thinks that snow is magic?
0: Yeah, so so that's the funny thing with this scene here is they're walking out, they're leaving. And I don't even know how they get into this conversation, but the uh uh Harper says to the Indian guy, Look, when she starts to explain the science of snow. Yeah. You know, like, you know, and she goes, it's not magic, it's science. And he's like, she, um, and she's very like, oh, there's kids standing behind me, right? Yeah. And then she turns and she goes, "Snow is magic," right? And I'm like, and I think you made this point to me privately on the phone and earlier during, when you use one of your passes. Are there any kids that believe that snow is magic?
1: Yeah, I never once when I when I was younger, you know, like most kids, I believed in Santa. I never yeah. once thought that Santa, but I mean, I don't know, maybe it's because I don't live where there's snow, but I mm-hmm. never once thought that Santa brought snow. I just thought Santa came down your chimney. I never, I've never heard of a fairy tale where that Santa and snow were also linked. It just happened to snow during Christmas.
0: And by the way, I could see maybe very, very small children thinking this, right? But the kids who are behind her are easily between the ages of 10 and 12. Yeah. By that point, they – they, because because then what happens after they ask her? They 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 were waiting to take a picture with her because yeah. she's very famous.
1: Because there's nothing. Kids love two things. They love yeah. Santa and they love the local weather woman.
0: Yeah, you know the the Tom Calicchio at the end. He kind of makes sense because he's a creepy guy who thinks she's hot. Why are the ten year olds so obsessed with her as a weather girl? Why are they been watching the news and so they're super into the weather?
1: Because. They're- because they're very into local weather based knowledge. That's why. You know, kids, yeah. those, those kids who also, who believe in Santa, they love to know about weather reports.
0: Yeah. Ugh. And then, so then she gets, she gets a phone call from her boyfriend who is, happens to be the news anchor, who also happens to be the, he only works in journalism in these movies. He was the guy that owned the newspaper in Home for Harvest. Yes. And he calls her and he says, listen, Harper, I think they're going to ask me to be, to host my own weekly news show. He's, he's sitting in the background. And by the way, there's an old guy who's the extra who just pulled from that day with two other extras and the extra, the old man extra looks at him and taps his phone, his fingers on his fake watch. And the guy's like, yeah, they're waiting to go to, they're, they're take me to lunch. I think they're going to ask me to host my own weekly news show or something. And she's like, <sighs> We're supposed to go to my parents to decorate the Christmas tree. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, I gotta go. Right?
1: Well, there, doesn't she also, doesn't, don't they also have that conversation where they're like, you know, you don't believe in Christmas. Like they, what I love is they actually put in. Like things to remind the character of like, you don't believe in Christmas and I don't believe yeah. in Christmas either. And she's like, yeah, yes. but it's like you're meeting my family. Or, so it's just yeah. like a weird – it's like if you have to put in justification, why don't just make
0: it that she believes in Christmas? Like I don't understand why but- <laughs> you're doing this. Yeah, that's the thing movie. is like, it, why would she, why would she care? Cause she, her thing is, well, you know, this is, women. it's very important as my parents decorate. She hates Christmas. Hates it. He hates Christmas. I'm surprised she's going. Yeah, the whole
1: movie. Okay. Again, the whole movie is set up on the fact that she has to parade around town looking for this stupid mistletoe for her sister. And mm-hmm. she doesn't believe in magic and she doesn't believe in Christmas. Yeah. So, I mean, it, how? Why? Why would you do that?
0: Yeah. Uh. So anyway, so then as she, so he he hangs up on she hangs up on him, not hangs up. He hangs up on her actually, but yeah. he has to go. And then they hang up, and she's just like, "Ugh, fuck this guy!" Right? And then Santa pops out, and he and first of all, they hire an actor to play Santa. Who? Okay, it's gonna be let's take it for granted that people are horrible actors, but I almost got the impression he had trouble speaking. Like he sounds like hello little girl what are you doing there right uh, well
1: i i think you're a lot nicer i honestly think <laughs> that he just it seemed to me like he came off a horror movie where santa kills a bunch of people yeah and just quite couldn't shake that character you know like he just kept yeah. being like hello well what are you doing here all by yourself it's like oh yeah I'm yeah okay they have to be about
0: him but I did write in my notes, and I wonder if you did too, with your uh, ex- expert detective work on Christmas Catch. I was like, "He's one hundred percent the real Santa Claus."
1: Oh yeah. Well, yeah. but also, what was really weird? Okay, uh, I don't know. I get, I'll, I'll get to it when we get to the Santa the when we meet Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. There's something I, I have a question about. So.
0: Okay. Well. Okay. Well, let's get to well. No, we'll get to that later. But. The one thing I want to say is we've just seen her one minute ago freak out because in front of kids she says snow isn't magic. And she's yes. like, Oh god, there's kids right behind oh, me, right? No. Really yeah, and then she goes, Oh, I mean house. snow is magic. Then she's saying bye to, to Santa and she's shouting this across the ice rink. She goes, Oh, by the way, great Santa suit and uh, great fake beard. Looks fantastic. Well, yeah,
1: because, I mean, kids don't believe in Santa. It's the no. snow that's magic.
0: Yeah, it's the snow that's magic. Alright, the next scene now, we go to the parents' house. She she literally, okay, I get that she hates Christmas for some mysterious reason that I don't really fully understand, but she really, really hates Christmas, okay? Yes. But they really hit it. She walks into the fucking house, sees the Christmas shit, and she goes, ugh, humbug. And I'm like, uh, uh, like who, no one really says humbug. I don't think people really said humbug in uh in in the, the Dickens time. No. I
1: think that was just I think just, that's made up. I think yeah. I don't I don't think. Yeah. I, I don't but then again, this is okay. So fine, she hates Christmas why go through all the work that she's been going to go through? Like, yeah. that's what I don't understand. You're literally setting this up to where she's such, she's such a curmudgeon towards Christmas that she literally says bah humbug. When yeah. she sees, when she
0: walks in and sees the Christmas stuff. Yeah.
1: Christmas stuff. And her sister, all her sister has to do is go please. And she goes, okay. Hey.
0: Yeah. And she's like super excited <laughs> for this. All right. The sister. So Holly, the sister comes running on the stairs, super excited to see her sister. I will say this and I will say whoever cast these movies does a good job because the same thing was true in A Very Country Christmas. These women actually look like sisters. Yeah, they do. Uh so it's really odd. Um uh, now there is a weird moment and I don't know if you caught it, Lori, that during their conversation, all right, during their conversation. Uh-huh. They do a two shot where both of them are on screen at the same time side by side in in, in profile. And it looks really fake. Like they're in front of a green screen. And I think, I wonder if they had to do a reshoot, but they already, you know, they weren't in the house that they rented. So yeah. they had to make a green screen Christmas tree. It's, it's very brief, but it was very, very weird. I don't know if you caught that.
1: Uh, I did not catch it. But that, that would not, I would not be surprised if that was the case.
0: And so then the sister says, listen, uh, my hot twink uh, Fionn's boyfriend. I think he's going to ask me to marry him. And the boyfriend like winks at her and she's like, I'm so excited. And then Harper is such a fucking bitch about it. Yeah. Like, Oh, grow, brother. All right. Well, I guess I'll go find this magic mistletoe that isn't real.
1: Well, but also what's so crazy is that like, okay. So she nonchalantly brings up the, cri- the, <laughs> the magic mistletoe. Yeah, but then what I think is so funny is that she goes like, you know, like the magic mistletoe where anybody who stands under it automatically falls <laughs> in love. And I would be like, you don't have to repeat this to me. I know I've been in the yeah. family, but also yeah. it's like, you mean to tell me that your husband propose is your uh, boyfriend's proposing to you and you're not uh, not sure if you if you love each other? Like that yeah. seems odd right like it would be one thing if she's like hey i really like this mark guy i want to mm-hmm. make it i want to i want to make a move can you bring the mistletoe because i need yeah. courage to make my move and mm-hmm. she'd be like okay but they've been dating they're in love he's going to propose mm-hmm. Love is already in the air.
0: Like, you don't need the mistletoe. I can't see with the guy, she goes, I work with him and I want him to to fall in love with me. He's already in love with her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 We've been friends for years and I, I love him or I, I like him, but I'm just not sure he feels the same way. And I just want you to get the magic mistletoe. You know, the mistletoe that has, it'd be like, if I was like, Hey, Joe, um, I'm going to bring my uh, microphone to my aunt's house. You know, the microphone where we record our podcasts. You'd be like, why are you telling me this? I know what a microphone is for.
0: Yeah. I actually do talk to you like that. I well, go, you talk Lori, to me like that because yeah.
1: I forget a lot. I'm like, well, yeah. I go,
0: Lori, you know it's 1130, the time we always record this show, right? You're on a podcast with me for Afterthought Media. What? And you're like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still asleep. Okay. So, well, here's the other thing, too. What I was just thinking about is, so what Holly tells Harper is, hey, listen, you have the mistletoe. Remember, it's in that box of stuff we asked you to store for us, Uh because, you know, of Christmas stuff, and she's like, oh, okay, yeah. This house is gigantic. There's fucking Christmas all over the fucking house. They ask Harper, who has a tiny apartment, uh, hey listen, uh, we don't have room for this one box. Of Christmas yes. decorations, also can you please take it? it the person be, who hates Christmas,
1: it would be like if my parents were like, "Hey, um, where we are, we're out of storage in our house. Do you mind in uh in your girlfriend's tiny storage container that's already full? Yeah. If you house all of our will and testament and all of our valuables, do you mind yeah. doing that? Just the this one box of all of our most valuable things that if we yeah. lost it, we'd be destitute. Yeah. And it'd be like why if you or it'd be like, hey, do you mind hiding this magical lamp? that if you rub it a genie pops out just you take it we're gonna yeah. we're gonna keep storing all yeah. of my dad's wigs yeah.
0: Lori, <laughs> i know you're allergic to cats why don't you uh store this cat fur uh coat i have here oh sure uh yeah because you love cats and so you love yeah. cats and you're, you know and you're gonna and you're keep all
1: to your other non-cat items yeah. <laughs> and not give those yeah. to me but you want me to start yeah. but then also yeah. what i love is that we get to the roommate Right. Who they have a swing in their room. So
0: So the next scene is we go to the apartment and Harper's on the phone with her boyfriend who's flaking on her again. I can't remember why now, but again, we only see this guy on the set of a, uh, of a new show, right?
1: Well, he's flaking on her because he's, he, there's the, the meeting is still ongoing and they might give him his own investigative show, which is like, what would you investigate? Like, wouldn't you have to be like, and how long are these meaning? Yeah. And I honestly think we should follow him and it's like a whole it's like a gay movie where he falls yeah. in love with the manager and then they yeah. you know, they just fuck all night.
0: But I think I know where you're going with this. So she's on the phone with uh Brad, I think of the name of the boyfriend. Tell them exactly what the roommate's doing.
1: All right. So Ashley's on the phone. The roommate, this quirky little peach, is mm-hmm. uh in glasses and uh ponytail pigtails. And yeah. a robe and pajamas and she's swinging on a, on a swing set inside the apartment.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's like a, there's like a, the kind of swing you would see on a tree.
1: Yes. Like an old timing, uh, like yeah. where it's just like rope and a, a wooden plank kind of thing yeah. tied together. And yeah. it's like a, it's not, it's a, it's a giant place. And I still, I don't know how you feel about this, but I still go back and forth with this because on one hand, I'm like, how is she able to afford this giant apartment with, you know, all by herself, you know, with a roommate? And then on the other hand, I'm like, she's supposedly this famous weather reporter. Why yeah. is she living with a roommate? Yeah. So.
0: I don't think she's a neighbor.
1: Oh, she's her neighbor. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: she's her neighbor. I forgot.
1: Okay. Yeah. So she's swinging on the thing. And then she. It's not
0: clear, though. I will say it's not clear. She.
1: Well, the only reason why I say roommate is because They're
0: she. always together, yeah
1: she gave her, she mm-hmm. gave her the, so the sister, so the Harper's sister gives mm-hmm. her a box to store for the family, right? That has mm-hmm. the the mistletoe. Yeah. She puts it in the storage unit for the, I guess the apartment complex. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And the, <laughs> the neighbor gives it away because yeah. she needed more space for her things. Right. But mm-hmm. then when they go down, to the garage to look at it. There's so much space, so much space, and it's like but it, they
0: can even, sit down. They can like sit it, down on the floor.
1: Even if it was like filled to the brim, why would one box? Yeah, free, that puts
0: it over the edge. <laughs> free up space. Mm-hmm.
1: They can. Yeah. yeah, they're sitting down. They're putting moving stuff around.
0: Laurie, there are so many weird choices in this movie. The other thing I was going to talk about is, so then after they hang up, they cut to it. This is cut to later. And they're sitting, you know, even though these women are clearly in their thirties, they're acting like they're 16, you know, 14 year olds at a, at a, at a pajama party. Yes. Right. And so they're sitting cross legged in their pajamas. And uh, by the way, uh, after she hangs up with Brad, she goes, maybe we should get Chinese food. Right. And then we go to later. Right. And they're holding pizza. And then what Harper says, what happened with the Chinese food? I'm like, wait a minute. You're telling me. Wait. Okay. There's so many. I have so many questions about this. So you're telling me. So we just saw a scene where you said, let's get Chinese food. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, and it makes sense that at some point. Minds were changed. Okay. That makes sense. Why in a movie you would even mention it. I don't know. Okay. But no, if we would have seen them in a pizza later without mentioning Chinese food, we would have been, Oh, well, they ordered a pizza, right? So they say, let's order Chinese food. Then they come, now they're eating pizza. I didn't even notice until Harper says, what happened to the Chinese food? And I'm like, wait a minute. That was a whole time when you were talking. That means the roommate or the neighbor went to the phone. Uh, ordered a pizza. They sat there. The pizza cake was delivered and paid for. Yes. They took the pizza, served themselves pizza, are sitting down now. It takes at least like 40 minutes, for half an hour for a pizza, right? Yeah, They're sitting down, eating the pizza, and Harper goes, what happened to the Chinese food?
1: I will tell you this, though. <laughs> I kind of feel for the neighbor a little bit because... This happened to me recently. I got okay. home, right, and I was like, I, "I'm too tired to to cook anything because we but we're trying to eat healthy in the house." I was like, "I'm too tired to cook anything, and uh, I want to order, and I'm too tired to go outside and get food. I want to order sure. uh, food from DoorDash." And my aunt was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, let's look and we'll look and see what's available." So then mm-hmm. I look on DoorDash and I was like, mm-hmm. I just want pizza. So I go, how yeah. about pizza? And she goes, and she goes, yeah, 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 we'll get whatever you want. So I ordered pizza. The pizza mm-hmm. comes. I bring it and put, bring it inside. I open the pizza. I go, do you, how many slices do you want? My aunt's question is slices? What <laughs> did you order? And I said, pizza. And she goes, when did you order pizza? And I said, right now when I ordered pizza, I told you she goes, I thought we were ordering from DoorDash. I said, no, I told you I wanted to get pizza. And she goes, I honestly don't remember this conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, but she didn't have the pizza in her. She wasn't chewing on pizza. I know, but still. So, what happened to the DoorDash? Although,
1: I will say this, that the answer that the neighbor gives is, I, I should have given that answer. I, I'm now kicking myself that I didn't say, yeah, but the delivery guy was cuter. The pizza delivery guy's cuter. I should have said that instead of just. How
0: would she know?
1: She, apparently, she orders a takeout so many times throughout the, the the day that she knows exactly what each delivery person looks like.
0: Yeah. All right. So, the, the, actually, the meat of this scene, besides the weird Chinese food pizza thing, is uh, this neighbor is such an off. What an awful friend she is. First of all, she gave away the woman's decorations to a thrift store. Yeah. And then they're sitting there. She's just hung up with her boyfriend. And once again, again, I'll give it, I'll give it leeway. It's movie logic. Half an hour passes. And then finally he's like, so what'd your boyfriend call about? Kind of right. This, this fucking neighbor is such a horrible human being. She sits and she goes, so let's get into it. Your sister is younger than you and she's getting married. That must really (laughs) suck. Your boyfriend's being a total fucking dick. And he looks like he's getting promoted way past you. And she's like, What are you? I'm like, Why are you bringing up these horrible topics to her? Yes,
1: this is like a conversation with my dad. <laughs> where if, if there's a moment of silence, my dad's like, So are you and Star gonna get married and have kids? Because you know, my cousin's having kids and she's only 28, and you're not getting any younger. <laughs> like, okay, dad, thank you. I appreciate
0: uh-huh. it. Uh, and that's all that scene is. And then they decide, okay, Oh, then, then. Then they decide, okay, let's go to the storage unit and look for, uh, the Christmas ornaments. Now, yeah, and
1: that's when they the, have like the, it's the second apartment. It's like literally, yeah, just it's another apartment. It's a huge, huge space.
0: Yeah. Like a, a storage unit for real would charge you about a thousand dollars a month for that space.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we have, Star and I have a storage unit for her stuff, and then I'm bringing stuff in for when we move out. And it's like, I forgot how much, but it was like we had to put down like $500 for it not to be so expensive.
0: Yeah. So uh, anyway, so uh, they're in a the storage unit. Uh, not much happens in this scene, but they're just looking for things. They're chit chatting about Christmas and blah 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 blah. Well, we just
1: get and to then... see the neighbor be quirky because you know, yeah, she's, she's just, being quirky. She's just funny, and she's like the funny person. She yeah. she's the kind of funny in those movies that like if she wasn't, she didn't like look like quirky, and she didn't have like a mm-hmm. quirky attitude. She would be the villain of the of the piece because. She's so mean to yeah. the lady. And then on top of that, she's just, she literally is the catalyst for every bad thing that's happening to the main character.
0: Well, it's also sort of that Ethel thing, too. Like Lucy and Ethel, what I mean is that where they made Ethel look frumpier than she was in real life because they didn't want, they wanted Lucy to be the more beautiful one. Yeah. Where you could tell that this actress who plays the neighbor is stunning. And so it's not like, well, we'll give her glasses and pigtails and put her in pajamas all the time and then she'll seem, you know. Yeah, that'll uh, the do it. ugly friend. Yeah, they 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 wanted Janine Garofalo, but they just got a model to play Janine Garofalo.
1: Yeah, well they, they can't even do Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo is hot. They probably I yeah, know yeah, like, she is. We got to we got to dumb down. We got to do ugly Janine Garofalo. Yeah.
0: So, uh so then they come up so then they go she goes, we need a Christmas miracle. Like, that's how she talks to neighbor. Yeah. And then Harper's like, I don't believe in miracles. I believe in science. And then, she, and, but you know what her idea what? of a Christmas miracle is? What? To go to the thrift store and say, hey, what happened with that box? Yes. But <laughs> and they get so excited. like, Oh my God. That's the solution they're jumping up and down. They're so excited that they're going to go to the thrift store and say, hey, I brought in a box of stuff by accident.
1: Can I also just I, – I need to keep going back to this because yeah, yeah. it is literally – I'm not joking, Joe. I sometimes stay up at night thinking about okay. this.
0: All right. She goes She goes to the thrift store. All right. Let's just say – Yeah. Okay. So we're at the thrift. So let's just say they go to a thrift store and they're just rifling yes. through things. By the way, a thrift store – I've never seen this – who is so nice and completely only dedicated to Christmas stuff. Only dedicated to, to Christmas stuff and also has state of the art security cameras. Yeah. Oh, state of the art security cameras. The cleanest, nicest. Like they should have just said, we went. I mean, I don't know how to get there, but it looked like a, a beautiful Christmas store in a mall. Yes. Yeah. So,
1: okay. I'm just going to say for, for purposes now, I believe everything that's happened so far. Okay. Okay. Fine. Sure. We believe it. They go to the sure. thrift store. When she's at that wall of mistletoe, there is not a reason you can give me to explain mm-hmm. why she doesn't just grab a mistletoe and go, great, got it. Now let's, mm-hmm. let, now let's go. That's it. Yeah. That's all the movie has to be. There is no reason. If she doesn't believe in any of this stuff, there's no reason for her to work so hard to find this friggin' mistletoe.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm suddenly, yeah I would have just grabbed him and been like, oh, that'll do. Yes, and because she knows and what's funny is she knows the specifics she knows the specifics she knows that it has like a certain red ribbon and blah 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 i would be like okay let's go for let's go to joanne's fabrics now and get the exact ribbon
1: yes my aunt uh, a Mm -hmm. couple years ago she had this cup that like she really wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And we couldn't find the cup at all, okay? It was a not a mm-hmm. cup, a mug, sorry. And we couldn't find the mug at all. My other aunt is a very good painter. So what mm-hmm. my aunt did, she goes, go to the thrift store or go to a store, pick out exact this white mug from like a Target, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Exactly this kind of mug. And I'll just paint the thing that she wanted on there. So that's what mm-hmm. I did. I went to Target. I found exactly the same mug, which is, you know, generic white mug, although it had like a thinner mm-hmm. handle, and, and my aunt, mm-hmm. my aunt painted the thing and just gave it to her. And that was it. Boom. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't yeah. search all over town for for this stupid mug for it to be painted. And then, like, you know, go to a thrift store and talk to a bunch of people and then get into a, you know, a situation where I had to talk to a guy who refused to tell me why I knew him. You know. Yeah. I,
0: oh, it was so frustrating. So they're rifling through the things. And now we meet our male hero. His name is Luke. Okay, he's the manager of the thrift store and he's like, can I help you, ladies? And he goes, hi, Harper. And she's like, and you're right, she's like, how do I know you? And he's really weird and creepy about it. He's like, I know you. I can't. And then, what's funny is, could we find out later he was fat in high school. That's why she is like. He's acting like so. He clearly knows that he's unrecognizable because he was fat. And then, but he's acting like, "Wow, what a fucking bitch!" She doesn't recognize me, yeah. a person that we used to pass each other in the halls in high school. That she look. Let me tell you this: If I saw somebody in, from high school that I was friends with. And they didn't recognize me. I'd be like, well, it's been, you know, 30 years, 25 years or something, you know, like, uh, it's Joe. We went to Servite together, you know. Yeah. But no, he's like, he's like, you fucking you bitch, fucking. right?
1: You should yeah. know who I am. I one time had that, I actually, I don't, I don't know how you feel, but I have, I feel like guys are, are like this. I mean, I know that there are probably some women who are like this, but in my opinion, men are more hurt when you don't recognize them. And I had a teacher who had gained a considerable amount of weight. It was this Asian mm-hmm. guy. And when I was substituting at a high school, I was sitting mm-hmm. across from him at lunch and he, he was talking to me and I was like, Oh, you know, this guy seems interested in what I'm doing. So, you know, I was just like, I'm vain. I'll answer his questions. He goes, mm-hmm. Oh, well, it was great seeing you. And I go, Yeah, yeah. It was nice meeting you. It's, Oh, no, we know each other. I, I was your teacher. I, and he got like really mm-hmm. upset and I was like, Oh, I didn't even recognize you. And he got like super upset about it. And he was like, Wow. And I, I was like, dude, h- why do you think I would recognize you? It's not like I go through my life going, I wonder what Mr., you know, whatever his name was, is doing mm. right now. No, I can yeah. do two shits about your life. So it's like, yeah. I love how people are just like that, you know, you, you're supposed to remember every single person that's come into your life.
0: Yeah. Uh. Okay. But you, apart from that, before she even knows that she knows him, right? She's such a fucking bitch to him. Yes. Like she's blatantly rude to him. Like you fucking peon manager of a thrift store. Don't fucking look me in the goddamn eye. Fuck you. Get out of my way. I'm looking for a mistletoe.
1: It's also like, like, it's also like both of them are competing to be an asshole. But then what's even weirder is like, okay, the only way I can describe it is like, They, you know, when like Columbo and old Columbo shows, he like would immediately know for no for no reason whatsoever that the person was the actual murderer. Like these, the person had like a flawless crime. Cover
0: again, Lori's talking about an old nineteen seventies detective show called Columbo. Okay, Uh,
1: you gotta watch it; it's really funny. But he would like, it always show, the episode would always start with like the person committing like the perfect crime, right? And there was yeah. like no way you could know that it was them. And Columbo would mm-hmm. rock and you would know immediately that he knew that this person was the murderer. Okay. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is kind of like how I feel with this is like, they literally are talking to each other, and then immediately they fall in love. They fall in love within three minutes of meeting each other, to and they have, like, this weird, unbreakable bond to the point where he has to follow her around everywhere to help her. And she's, like – she's supposedly in love with this guy, and then as soon as she meets him, she's like, well, maybe there's other people out there for yeah. me. And it's like, yeah. what? You yeah. Were, you were literally just on the phone with your boyfriend complaining about how you're not moving to the next level, and then now <laughs> – now you're in love with somebody else.
0: Yeah. Ugh. So then, uh so Luke refuses to be an adult and tell her who he is. Right. So she's like, "Fine, whatever." Right. But for like, like we're, a we're, long time, a very long time, and then finally, look, we're you're here to find this fucking mistletoe. And he's like, "Well, tell me the story." And the neighbor's like, "I came in and I brought in this box of Christmas presents and it had a mistletoe." And he goes like. Uh, now by the way, in the background there are a ton of extras. Just this—this this is the busiest fucking thrift store you've yes. ever seen in your entire life, and it's huge, right?
1: Halloween. I've never seen a thrift yeah. store on Halloween as yeah. busy as this.
0: Yeah, it is. Thrift Christmas store is so busy. And he goes, "When did you bring it in?" And she goes, "Thursday." I, I know it's Thursday because that's the day I order pizza or something like that. Something weirdly right. And then he goes. Oh, yeah, I sold it to my aunt. He immediately knows the box, and he immediately knows what happened to it. This just reminds me of...
1: Law and Order SVU or any Law and Order where it's like a bartender it's like, hey, we were pretty pretty busy that night, I I can't remember every face what about this girl? Oh yeah, she came in with her friend, I think her name's Kathy and she uh, she was telling her friend she was a foreign exchange student like, like, what?
0: Well, I know know this joke is old, but I always love on law and order that, that when they go talk to people, they're always so busy and so concentrated on the job. I don't care what I was doing. If the police came, I would be like, hold up. The police are here. I have to stop everything that I'm doing and talk to the police. Yes.
1: Also, they want you to. I, one time there was an incident in uh uh, I lived on a coal and there was an incident on the coal on the other side of the street. And my dad was, was, uh, putting stuff in his truck. And, uh, and the police came over and they were like, sir, can you please stop doing that? I need to talk to you.
0: Like, they're not going oh, to. Tr- your dad was doing a law and order. And yeah. He's like, yeah, I was sitting here at 9 PM on that day. Like, <laughs> yes. And he's like, Lori, put that, those uh, two by fours back in the truck. And I was, and I'm like,
1: we, we yeah, got something we- to do. Hey,
0: we, we got to move these boxes. We got, we yeah. can't be
1: stopping and talking to the police. He turned into like a weird New Yorker for some reason. Yeah. He was yeah. like, he like had like a wife beater on and he was, yeah. <laughs> he was just all sweaty. Yeah. No, like you were operating a <laughs> crane. Yeah. I got yeah, like, Why is Lori operating, operating a, crane? a crane? And then I was yeah. like, yeah, I know that girl. She comes yeah. around here sometimes. You know, I, uh, I don't remember a lot about her. Oh, you know what? I think she has a cousin off of 55th Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just <laughs> random. But she, but no, but like they want you to stop. Like they, because it's the health hat. Like if you keep moving, they don't know what you're doing. So they need you. So it's like those episodes, I was like, they would never allow you to move. Like there are people who are like moving like chainsaws around. It, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> they you to put the chainsaw down yeah oh man that's
0: uh that's so funny so anyway so uh okay so then the guy goes yeah i sold it to my aunt and then they're like i don't know how they get to the part where they're like okay let's go look at the security cameras like well he knows he sold it to his aunt right and then also and, and he because you might say well maybe they're not sure Call the aunt! Yeah. I think that's Kick why. Up fucking phone and call the motherfucking aunt on the
1: phone. I think that's why they did it though. If I remember correctly, it was because he wasn't sure. Cause I think his, the aunt bought a bunch of stuff. So she yeah. was like, oh, she came in and bought a bunch of stuff. And then, uh, and then I, I sold it to her. And, and so mm-hmm. I think then that's why they went and looked at the security footage to see if, if she had bought the, um, the The box with the mistletoe in it.
0: Okay, so then they go to the, the, the security room. They have the most elaborate security system. Like, it's like multiple cameras. Yes, and and and, and here's the deal, right? Here's the deal. Think about the think about the logic here. <laughs> it's
1: for sure gonna, a meth lab.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna find out later that he, the reason Luke started this thrift store is he wanted to help the poor. Yes. right so you opened up a store where you could sell things so you could help the poor so if somebody's going in there to s- steal a fakakta like a uh, holiday wreath or I don't know or christmas ornament you're a fucking thr- you didn't even pay for it do you need that? Like, well, the person's poor; they really want that ornament, right? Do you really need? I mean, okay, I can imagine a basic, maybe because they handle cash, like a basic security system. Lori, wouldn't you agree? It is like the Bat Cave. Yes. Oh, there's like multiple cameras. He for uh, sure fights
1: crime at night because. There's like, the, also in all of these movies, this is not a, like a, a, you know, a, a dangerous neighborhood. They're all like, they all leave their, everything is done outdoors. It's all a community base. They all like leave their doors unlocked, you know, all that stuff. And this guy has like such a, a, a computer setup backstage that I literally would be like, you're running a, you're, you're doing something on the side like
0: yeah yeah this, is, this isn't this isn't just a, a friendly neighborhood thrift store no and then again he's still being creepy and not telling her who he is he's like uh still really not. don't remember me huh but then she's being such a fucking bitch to him i'm like well, i would just be like you know what i'm gonna hit on the friend
1: well that's what ends up happening is the friend kind of hits on him too but then it's so funny because it's like then nothing comes of it the friend, cause the friend is like, I think at one point she goes, Oh, this guy's cute. And the, in the, uh, Harper looks, Harper. At, Harper looks at her, like, what are you talking about? He's not cute or some stupid. And she goes, What? You have yeah. a boyfriend. And it yeah. was like, Yeah, that's true. Like she, she's the one who technically should be allowed to flirt with him, but she just like kind of like flirts with him and then sort of backs off after a while. So, yeah. cause they're obviously in love from date, from get go.
0: Yeah. So then Luke says, "Okay, well, my aunt has it. Let's meet up. I guess the next day, and uh, go visit my aunt. And again, no phone calls.
1: No, I think they go that. They, I think they oh, go. Do they that, go that day? Yeah, okay, they go okay. Then.
0: So he goes, let's go visit my he aunt. Shuts, nope, no, I'm not going to call her. He
1: shuts down
0: this. He shuts down the entire store. <laughs> that's, that's there for the public good. It's there for the public good because Harper, the you know, the inconvenienced white girl." needs help okay so he shuts down his store then the next scene they're gonna go see the aunt he's wearing and this is a very handsome man he is wearing the most ridiculous christmas sweater that i thought that was gonna be a joke that harper would say like oh nice sweater yeah no No. it's never mentioned that he's wearing the most ridiculous homosexual uh, Christmas sweater that I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. And it's never called out. It's never mentioned. And then all of a sudden he says, he shows up to the aunt and then this is where they, they, they make at least once per movie that we've seen from these Patrick McMarity movies, right? The aunt invites you. Oh my God, Luke, my nephew, uh, who I haven't seen in a long time. What are you doing here? Why didn't you call? She didn't say that, but like anyway, when he, she says that he says that there's always one Canadian slip. He goes, sorry. Yes. You know, he goes, sorry. Um, and then he has a ba- I'll just go through the scene and you can do your nitpicking. but he has a basically a conversation with the aunt. Okay. But it's, oh, wait, I need to get to that actually. Um, and then the aunt says, Oh no, I gave that to my friend at the mall. Let's have some tea. Or, she g- I gave that away. He had to have some tea. And then she introduces them um, to her boy. Oh, cause the boyfriend answers, right? Yes. And the guy, and Luke says, uh, who's that man? And then she introduces him as her boyfriend. And then they sit down and they have a nice conversation. And she says where she gave the the ornament. Okay, what do you have to say about the scene, Lori?
1: Um, excuse me, sorry, I was yawning. Uh, there is a moment. I don't know if this is after that moment, but there is a moment where they like, where they're like hanging out and they make cookies or something. Mm-hmm. Is that after that that moment where
0: she? And it's yeah. like, so what why happens, are they still yeah.
1: hanging? Like, Yes. What?
0: That's a note that I have. A note that I have is, so the there's two parts to this scene. There's one part in the foyer of the house when she welcomes them in, right? Yes. The, the, the boyfriend answers the door, and then the aunt comes out. It's like, oh, my God, Luke. And then they have what's really weird. I wish I could pull that scene up. I guess I could. But they have what sounds like a really bad improv scene where like they don't even know yes and and like she's just shutting down whatever he says to her yeah and then but anyway at the end of that moment she says oh no i gave it away and then there's a cut and now they're in like a living area like a visit like a a sitting area and they're sitting down and they're chit-chatting The boyfriend comes in with cookies, and it's then once the boyfriend puts the cookies down that Harper says, "So who did you give this this mistletoe to?" I'm like, all this time passed. Yes, all this time passed. No one bothers to ask where we're here. We're here to find a fucking mistletoe that I could have called you on the phone and we could have solved this
1: right. Also this guy like specifically wants to go over to his aunt's house because he doesn't trust. He's like, I don't trust how you'll talk to her. And I want to make sure that you treat her right. You know, like that's his guys for going over Mm -hmm. to, right. Mind you, he, when he walks in, we find out that this woman is now living with the taxi driver and he has no qualms about like, doesn't go like, Oh, who's this guy? What's he do? Nope. I was like, Oh, Hey man. (laughs)
0: And they've only been dating, like, two weeks or something, the, or a week, or right? they're living together. Yeah.
1: So, I just was like, you, I mean, honestly, if, if my aunt, if I showed up at my aunt's house and she randomly had a dude living, who mm-hmm. was obviously living in the house, I'd be like, what's going on here? What's happening? Yeah. Like, yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. Nothing. Doesn't care. And they're, like, super, they're also, like, the kind of in love where they're, like, very, like, Awkward about it. Like they keep like, the, yeah. like do Eskimo kisses with each other. And it's just mm-hmm. like, Oh my God. It's the kind of love where you're just like, uh, something's going on. There's drugs. Yeah. The, he, he,
0: yeah. He's, he's stealing her money. Yeah. <laughs> um, then the woman recognizes Harper as the weather girl and they flip the fuck out as if Angelina Jolie is sitting in their goddamn li- like Meghan Markle, Lori's favorite celebrity. Oh my God. Is sitting in their living room. They flip the fuck out, right? And then she, the aunt says, Are you dating Brad or something like that, right? And, and, and I don't, this is never explained. Harper's like, Oh, uh, 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 no, I'm, I'm just like, no. And, and then the aunt says, Yeah, I probably not because that would be improper.
1: I'm like, why? I, why would that be improper? I don't know. I guess me, I don't know if it's maybe that he's her boss, but I don't see why he would be her boss. I don't know. Yeah. No, he's not her boss. That one, I didn't, I didn't kind of, I didn't really understand that one. And also, like, it was just kind of funny to me because it was like, you know, I think, didn't she tell her neighbor in the beginning? She's like, we can't really talk about it because we're keeping it secret. And then some random woman goes, are you dating Brad? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Well, obviously, you're not doing a great job. If somebody you don't even know is already dipped to the fact that you guys are dating.
0: Uh, and then also the aunt. And Luke pretty much established that he's – by the way, who is objectively – I'm not going to even say subjectively – objectively a very handsome man. Yes. They're like, oh, he's terrible with women. Right?
1: He looks like Prince Charming. And, yeah. But you know what? I will say this. I – I think you might remember the guy. There was a guy that used to do Martini Blue sometimes. I can't remember his name for the life of me. But we uh-huh. used to do we would do comedy bits together. He was a really weird uh-huh. dude, but he was like objectively yeah. handsome. Like oh. he was he was so not Al. It wasn't Alistair. It was this other guy. And he I
0: never said Alistair. You acted you acted like no Joe, it was not Alistair. No. When did I ever say Alistair?
1: I was try I for a second I was like was it Alistair? So I was talking to myself. It was oh, Okay. It was and he was a tennis coach. And he would like – I honestly think he was probably a male prostitute because he would be like, yeah, I have a lot of older cl- female clients and stuff. And I'd be like, oh. oh.
0: I have no memory of him.
1: But he was just a weird dude. Like mm-hmm. he was just a weird – and he was kind of like Alistair a little bit in that like he would – he was always with a woman and always like on the verge of getting engaged or engaged. Like Alistair mm-hmm. – remember Alistair was like engaged to like 20 different women <laughs> within the time frame of us being at Martina Blues? yeah. And, So I was just like, I wonder what, you know, what the reasoning is, why he can't just seal the deal sort of thing. So I can kind of see that because that guy was super weird. So I can kind of see like people being like, oh, he's attractive. So I'll let that go for a while. But I'm not going to marry him because he's obviously a nut job. So,
0: yeah. Uh. So then the aunt says she gave mistletoe to Santa and he's her friend. I'm like, well, what's his phone number? We'll call him. And ask him, and uh, she's like, "Oh, so they're like, okay, well, we'll have to go to the mall." And I guess for some reason he has to go with her. I don't know why he has to always go with Harper to to go see these things. Well, now right? he's
1: invested. Now, oh, that he, okay. now that he, now you know, you know how you get invested on somebody else's errand.
0: Yeah. Well, then he says to her when they leave, he goes, "Well, I'll go with you." And if like it's important, he's like, "But you got to help me out." And he he goes I I work at a soup kitchen. Right?
1: That's right. Yeah, that's what they are
0: doing. Yeah. She goes, "You have to go help me work at the soup kitchen." And she's like, "All right." So then they go there and the soup kitchen is all meant for the reveals and everything that, but there is so much disgusting shit that happens in this just fucking the the fucking just what a horrible human being this Patrick McBrarity is based on this soup kitchen, right? And just the sort of cynical view he has of the world comes out. Because, okay, so this is where now he does the big reveal. This is the meat cute seat where they where they start to actually really acknowledge that they're kind of falling for each other. Right. Yes. And they're working in the soup kitchen, and uh he reveals that they knew each other in high school, and she goes, I don't. And then he all he does. Is cover his nose and mouth and she's like, oh my God, Luke. <laughs> and he goes, and then she goes, and she goes, how, what happened? He goes, and then this is where I think is such a fucking cynical, horrible human being he is. He goes, oh, well, she goes, what happened to you? Like she wants to know the story, right? And by the way, anyone who loses weight, you know, uh that's fine. That's great. Awesome. We have a whole podcast about it. Yeah. Know? But the way that his dialogue is, he was like, well, pretty much I was a loser in high school because I read comic books, you know? And played video games. So the, so the implication is that he's a loser. And then I went to college and I realized I needed to change. So then I joined the water polo club, which I don't, is there a water polo club? I joined the water polo club and like real, like basically was like, I realized what a loser I was and I got hot and I st- stopped reading comic books and I stopped doing like, and stopped playing video games and now I'm just a hot person. And she's just like, "Oh, now this all makes sense. Life is right? so
1: much, yeah." like, I was such a well, because he associates being a, a comic book reader and a, a yeah. nerd with being fat and a slob. So, yes. it's like obviously yes. I was a fat slob. So obviously I, re- I read co- a lot of comic books.
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 so now now that I'm hot, why would I ever read comic books?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right? I don't
1: and have to I'm like, read. I'm pretty.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just hot now, right? And so, and then she buys into, she's, and then all of it, if you think about it, that's the moment when she's like, wait a minute, I'm really falling for this guy. You know, now that I realize he's not a fucking nerd who, who reads comic books, you know, and then she's like, oh, so now she's looking with different eyes. Then we cut to later. Okay. And he says to her, now, by the way, he's been with, me, he's like, can I get a selfie? I, I could, I could not remember remembering this right. Because me and my friends are big fans of yours, and they're not going to believe me that I know you. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. And that. she's like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Okay." And then they cuddle up for the selfie, and she smiles. Um, at the store, right? And then and then he says, "Well, I better go. There's stuff back at the store." I'm like, "He's been." he had been gone the entire day also how does he
1: know there's so many different times throughout this movie where they'll be like someone just uh, notified me that uh, there's something going on or someone just notified me that uh, they're
0: breaking up with me you never checked your phone how do you know yeah yeah so then we go to the next scene right and it's at Harper's apartment and she tells Luke he has a cute smile but then she regrets saying that because she has a boyfriend. Yeah. You could, t- you can tell someone they have a cute smile if you have a boyfriend.
1: Well, I think because I don't know. I, I, I get that because that's kind of a female thing. I think where I think it's the kind con- of the context of what she said. She was saying he has a cute smile in the in a very flirtatious, like. I enjoy your smile kind of way. Whereas if you just told somebody, it'd be different if you told like a kid or somebody that they have Mm -hmm. a cute smile. So the context Mm -hmm. is different. So I I kind of get that. Yeah. But that's just a, a overthinking it girl kind of thing where it's just like, yeah, you can tell somebody you have a cute smile. It doesn't matter. But she's just thinking of the context of it. So,
0: okay. So, the next scene now, now it's the next scene. It's the, oh, that's right. They, they, they had to call it a day because Santa is closed. That's right. They, they find that the Santa Mall closes at noon or something, or four o'clock. Or I don't know, whatever time. No, so, it's too, too late for yeah, to that it day.
1: It's like a ridiculous time. It's like they're only, yeah, it was between like, like 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. or
0: something. Yeah, it was, it was something like that. You're right. Weird, ridiculous. And so they go, hours. Okay, we to, so they, this is important, actually. I'm telling you guys something right now, this is really important. Okay. Is, uh, is they say we have to go really early to go see Santa Claus. Okay. We have to go really early to go see Santa Claus. Uh, so we're going to go first thing in the morning. So they're the first, by the way, there's already a huge line by the time they get there. So they go to see the Santa Claus first thing in the morning. First of all, Harper has no idea how Santa works. She's like, "Who's this Santa person?" It's kind of like that, right? Yeah. And they they go to the front yeah. line because they just think, "I'll go ahead." She
1: thinks that she thinks all the magic comes from the snow. So Santa's like, you know, Santa's secondary to the snow. The snow is the the main in her mind. The snow is the main yeah. main part. All kids worship the snow during Christmas.
0: Yeah. So then they try and go in and then, and then Mrs. Claus is kind of a bitch to them is like, what the fuck do you guys think your mother fucking doing? Go to the back of the goddamn line.
1: Well, to be fair, right? though, I do agree with this because have you ever waited in a line to take photos? No, of no, people? I
0: agree. But why is Mrs. Claus? Because remember, you there, to understand everyone. We find out later that this is the real Santa Claus. Why is the actual Mrs. Claus? Why does Santa bring actual Mrs. Claus to run the line at the mall? That's
1: the thing. Okay so that's what i want to know because in this scene we find out that mrs claus and santa claus just started dating like they just <laughs> got together because they had the mistletoe
0: the mistletoe yeah i know so
1: is this the real cuz santa claus is married I don't know. to mrs claus so is this the real santa claus is santa claus oh, do you th- isn't the real isn't married to mrs claus then it's not the real Santa, even though they basically make it seem like that's the real Santa.
0: Okay. So then they say we, I I think you're right. We have to speak. She has has an affair. We have to speak directly to Santa Claus to ask about the mistletoe. If she gave it to the Santa Claus, wouldn't someone go like, Oh wait, no, I know what happened. Like, wouldn't one of the workers there know what happened to the mistletoe? No, they have to speak directly to Santa Claus. So then they get in line, right? Yeah. And in line...
1: Which is that's Harper, the fastest moving line I've ever
0: seen in my life. So fast for Santa Claus, too, yeah. Harper reveals the reason... Now, we get the big reveal, why she hates Christmas. Do you oh. want to tell us why she hates Christmas? No, you tell you it. It's something to do with the aunt loves... It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. The aunt loved science. And then the aunt died, like, maybe right before Christmas. And everybody in her family decided to put on a fake faith according to harper she's reading to them and celebrate christmas and and not acknowledge that the aunt had died or something like that so that's why she hates christmas
1: yeah so so basically uh the aunt was her motivation she was a scientist and she kind of inspired Mm -hmm. her to get into science you know how like apparently she also was really interested in the science of snow uh so she she passed away and then a couple months later, it was Christmas. So then her family decides to, to celebrate Christmas and she feels like it was, they should not have done that because they should have mourned the passing of her aunt, which it was like, okay, I can kind of understand you being like, I don't think, I think that maybe you should have let time pass. But at the same time, it's like, so then you're going to hate all Christmas mm-hmm. because of that? Like, that makes no sense. Also, what a fucking cunt. Like, what, what, all the, everybody in this movie is so fucking selfish that it's like, oh, I don't like all of Christmas because somebody I loved passed away and I felt like we shouldn't have celebrated that year. We should have instead Mm -hmm. mourned the death of the person that I loved. It's like, fuck you. They probably wanted to celebrate it because they wanted something happy after something so sad.
0: True, and also I, I get the impression she was a little girl. They were probably – if you think about it, the position the parents were in, like, this is really fucking sad. Because if it's her aunt, it means it's one of the siblings of her parents. If she thinks they're sad – like, imagine if one of your siblings died, Lori. Wouldn't you be – you'd be heartbroken. Be devas-
1: one of my siblings. Yeah. I'd be devastated if my yeah. brother passed away. I'd be devastated if anybody in my family passed away.
0: Yeah, I so, a- but but yeah. you have children, I could see them very much saying – like we got to do hey, something to we have children. Yeah. We, we can't, Christmas is so important to them. Let's put on a happy face for them for Christmas. We can't wallow
1: in our self pity because yeah. we need to make sure that the kids, and then she, she takes it as like a sullen thing and she's all bitchy about it. Also like, I forgot what I was going to say, but I, yeah, I just
0: think it's such a friggin' bitchy thing to do. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, they go and they're actually now. So now it's their turn in line, and then they actually go and they start taking a picture with Santa. Wouldn't you just walk up? to saying, "Yeah, we don't really need a picture, we're, Santa. We have a question about the mistletoe." Well, no, there's there's a whole. Okay, go ahead. I will give you this.
1: The one thing that I thought was frustrating was that um I I, I understand the the going like go back in line and wait, right? But then I also yeah. go like, we just we're not interested in a picture. We just want to get the answers to the question. And she's like, no, go back in line. So then when they get up to the front, I kind of get that part because they're like, well, we waited in line this whole time. So now we're taking a freaking picture.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's fine. But then they don't get to the fuck. This happens all the time with Harper. I would just be like, let's cut to the fucking chase. I lost a mistletoe. Did You got a box with it. And they're like, he, he, uh, the, the Luke is like telling a whole story and talking, chatting up Santa and like sitting in his lap. And and it's a whole thing. Right. And then finally he's like, then they finally get to the fucking point And it's the same creepy Santa. He's like, oh, well, uh, yeah, I gave it to my friend who
1: runs a fake Christmas tree farm. Yes. right i also love and, i love that they literally they're like let's take a silly one let's take a serious yeah, yes, one let's yes. do this and then like they're standing and they go oh the <laughs> the mistletoe and santa's yes. like and and while wow, this is going on mrs claus is like all right you guys got to go we yeah. got people. mrs claus
0: is like okay come on come on we got a lot of people like that's what i'm saying mrs claus <laughs> and then they go they leave and they can, remember the the mistletoe caused people to fall in love mrs claus looks at him like i'm gonna fuck the i'm gonna suck your dick so hard yeah after this thing is done oh
1: yeah well that's the thing is like that's why i was saying that it doesn't make sense if he's a real santa because he's like oh yeah we've been working together for so long and then we mm-hmm. just it just clicked with us and it was like so in this in their world are santa claus and Miss, mrs claus not working together are they just like co-workers
0: I don't know. So, so then, so then, so then they're talking afterwards. Harper and Luke are talking afterwards. Now, remember, they had to get there first thing in the morning. They're talking to Santa, right? And even let's say you say it's the world's longest line. And cause I know it was something weird, but like Santa, the thing closed at noon, right? So let's say it's noon. Let's say it's noon. Let's say it's noon. It's noon They get out of there with Santa. It's noon. Okay. She goes, we can't go. It's on the other side of the city, and that's gonna take the whole day. And I'm like, how big is this city? Yeah,
1: but have you ever tried to? Have you ever had like something at? You have something at three, and you and you're like, oh, I'll I'll leave at noon in Santa Monica, and then you have to get to Holly. You know, like. Hollywood or something by three. I mean, that, that's cutting it.
0: No, but Laurie, Laurie, hold on for a second. I do. If it's noon in Santa Monica, I don't care how bad the traffic is. Even if it was my parents' house, right? So my parents live like actually my parents live at the complete opposite end of Los Angeles County from Santa Monica in horrible traffic. It would take three hours, maybe two and a half hours to get from Santa Monica. To my parents' house, okay, that's th- that's two and a half hours, th- and and L.A. County, I think, in land wise, for a big major city, I think it's the biggest county. Like it is, L.A. County is a massive county. All yeah. right, so like, and that's the county. It's not even the city. Well, that's right?
1: true. Yeah.
0: So like, she's saying like it's like we it's it, they they got their first thing in the morning. And she's like, it's going to take the whole day. And then they he goes, well, let's just fucking do it. Lori, they leave and they get the Oh, no, no. Hold on for a second. Once again, in Patrick McBrary movies, because this happened in Christmas Catch. We are pressed for time. We have no time. Let's do a fashion show.
1: Yes. Well, also, what I love is that, yeah, she's constantly like, "We have to get, to, we have to get it to her by Christmas Eve. We have, we can't, we have to get it to her by Christmas yeah. Eve. There's yeah. no way." And then it's like, and then, well, maybe you shouldn't have taken all that time going to the soup kitchen, and you know,
0: yeah, well, this <laughs> talking is talking make- to everybody. You know- So now it's Christmas Eve, right? That's why she—that's why she's in the hurry. And then, so now she—he goes, "No, let's just fucking do it. Let's just fucking go to the other side of the city." And uh, he goes, "Well, I'm gonna have to go to my parents' house for Christmas Eve immediately after. I don't have anything to wear, right? I don't know why they couldn't stop by her place, right? Yeah, because instead the decision is let's stop by the thrift store. We have a lot of clothes there, which that's kind of. Would you ever tell a woman that, like, oh, hey, listen, I um. She goes, I really need something nice to wear for uh Christmas Eve. And he's like, Let's go by my thrift store. And <laughs> you can pick I'll buy you a dollar skirt well, at the thrift store.
1: His thrift store has everything that you would need for,
0: for yeah, it's like the nicest thrift store ever. So, for, so, so then it's like, like, what the hell? Now remember, she said, we don't have time. It's on the other side of the city. They go to the thrift store and she does about They do a montage with music underneath it. Yes. She does, like, 11 costume changes and acts like a stupid little girl. And it's that thing where it's like, I'm hot and I'm cute and I'm going to jump around and he's laughing hysterically. I'm like, that's not funny at all. No, that's not funny at all. What's funny about her hopping around with a red nose on? That's not funny.
1: Yeah, well, it's just because she's she's cute, and that's why. Because, uh, yeah. oh, look how quirky I am. Uh, yeah. I got a, yeah. I have a red nose on. I'm not supposed to have a red nose. Oh, no.
0: And the other reason they go to the – no, I know why they go to the thrift store as well. It's, it's not only the costume change. The neighbor calls and says, I'm so excited to see you. I bought you a Christmas present. And this horrible human being, Harper, goes, oh, I didn't buy her a Christmas present. And the guy goes, no problem. I got you. Let's go to the thrift store
1: again, what's let's again. go to my thrift store again. It's like, what is your thrift store? like why do you yeah. have and how do you have an encyclopedic knowledge of everything you need at your thrift store?
0: and then the other thing too is he goes, let's go to the thrift store. It's closed. your entire thrift store is predicated on Christmas, and you are closed on Christmas Eve, yeah. <laughs> The whole
1: this is Christmas. I got to be honest, I didn't even, I didn't even clock that. Yeah, it's all Christmas supplies all the time. We're closed on Christmas Eve.
0: Yes. So then, oh, they, after the after the uh, fashion show, then they go to and like I told you, I actually, if this is meant to be funny, it's a funny joke. The fake Christmas tree farm, which I actually think is a brilliant idea to have a fake Christmas I tree farm. I feel like there are
1: places that have fake
0: Christmas trees. Okay. Now remember, they're in a city. Now all of a sudden they get there. It's nighttime. It's yeah. night. It's like dark, right? Um. Oh, but you know what? I bet you in Canada, it's it, it, that's their logic because they're Canadian. I think it would get dark there around three thirty or four. Oh, uh, okay.
1: All right. That's well, probably the
0: logic. Well, it gets dark at three thirty. You know. Let me actually look at up uh, Let me look at what the sunset. We'll say in uh, Toronto. Okay. Okay. Let me see. Uh, oh, no, I'll, I'll just ask Alexa. Alexa, what time does the sunset tonight in Toronto? Sunset on
1: Tuesday,
0: December fifteenth will be four forty-two p.m. Oh no, it's not that late. Four forty-two. Okay. Well, then it's about five o'clock, right? So it's already nighttime, right? Um. Once again, they go, so then they go up to these like workers, and the workers are too busy making out to pay attention to them. They're just like, oh,
1: um. but like, <laughs> but I will say, uh, following along the theme of this is actually kind of funny. Is that they do they do cut back to them a couple of times, and and the guy who's running the the fake tree farm is like. Yeah, I'm probably going to fire
0: them after then the New Year. Yet, like that I know thought well, that was funny. <laughs> well, no, yeah, that it's funny. I have that note right here. Maybe maybe Patrick didn't write the scene. Maybe like someone came in cuz the fake Christmas tree farm is a good idea and then he goes so then there's a part where they actually talk to the owner of the fake Christmas tree farm and he they go well we were just trying to talk to um your workers and they were ignoring us cuz they were making out and he's like oh yeah well ever since we got that mistletoe uh, they fell in love, and that's all they do now is just make out all the time. He goes, like, it's it's actually – it's really uncomfortable. I think I'm going to have to f- – I was going to fire them, but I was like, meh, it's Christmas. And then at the closing line, the button on the line on the scene is he goes – they go, like, all right, bye. And he goes, eh, I'll wait till after New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good line. That's I, it was
1: – yeah. I will say that all all that was funny. Uh, yeah. The only thing that I, I was, like, kind of I, – I thought was was the, the one <laughs> – guy I don't know if you got this. I don't know if you felt mm-hmm. this, but I felt this where the guy who is, uh, the, you know, the lead and mm-hmm. they're like, okay, Luke. Yeah. Luke, you're, you're, you're upset that it's a fake tree farm. You think that it should be a real tree farm. And mm-hmm. I honestly felt like he took it to an extreme where I was like, if if I was the director, I'd be like, okay, dude, remember you're not trying to kill him. You just yeah. want, you just have said that it's a fake tree farm. You don't actually like care to an extent, like you don't need to get so angry, but you're just upset that it's a fake tree farm. And because I honestly felt like that, he was going to punch that guy. <laughs> I
0: was like, Yeah, he was really mad. So then once again, the Harper is like, no one ever gets to the point and says, no, first of all, it, here's the other thing. I hate the harp on this, Harper. The guide George says, she goes, this, this, she goes, this Christmas tree farm is on the other side of town. And I understand, let's say it is a far away place, right? Yeah. Call the motherfucking tree farm and say, listen, before I drive down there, I need this mistletoe that I'm looking for. That way I don't waste my goddamn time driving all the way, like if I was in Santa Monica and, oh, you know what? I was just talking to my friend John Paul yesterday, and his boyfriend was looking for this certain toy, right? And it was at a Target in Aliso Viejo, mm-hmm. and they live in downtown. And for anyone who doesn't know, Aliso Viejo is very far from downtown LA. Very yes. far. And um, John Paul's boyfriend was like, well, let me call the Target and see if they really, excuse me, they really have this toy. Yeah. Okay? And so, uh so because that, that's what you do. I'm not gonna drive all the way down the fucking Aliso Viejo until I know for a fact they have this toy
1: to be fair though. I, I have done that. And my aunt has always been like, just call ahead. And sometimes I'm like, I just want a reason to get out of the house. So yeah. I'll be like, like yesterday I had to go get something for my dad and I had to go into Best Buy, which was a mistake. And yeah. I, uh, I was like, my aunt was like, well, just call and see if they have. It. And I was like, I kind of want to walk around. I haven't walked around Best Buy in a while. And I got there yeah. and I was like, oh, now I know why I don't
0: walk around yeah. Best Buy. So, uh, anyway, uh, they don't get to the point and then they finally do. And then the guy says, oh, I gave it I sold it or gave it to my friend who owns a bar down the street. Harper never even says what's what's the name of the bar. She goes, All right, see ya. Like, you don't know the name of the bar.
1: Yeah, well doesn't he say like it's it's just down the street, right right down the street, right there. Yeah. And it's like and then they walk by and it's like there could have been six bars on the street. How yeah. would you know which one to go to?
0: Yeah. Okay, let's actually get to the bar, because the bar – We're actually, oh, what's funny, everyone listening, we're very close to the end. Yes. But we might spend a lot of time on this bar.
1: Well, we're going to get to dun, – dun-dun-dun-dun the second black character, the second yeah. POC character of the movie. Yeah.
0: So they walk by a bar, and they look inside, and they go – Harper says, oh, my God, there it is. There's the mistletoe, and there we finally see, there's the mistletoe she's been looking for, ish with a red bow hanging there. She goes, that's it. That's the one. That's the mistletoe. And she goes, let's go in and get it. And then there's a black guy ostensibly. Well, he says he's the bouncer later. We'll get back to that. Standing at the door. And he goes, we're closed.
1: Also who, what bouncer just stands by the door to notify people that they're closed. I've never, as soon as they're closed, bouncers always go inside the bar. So I'm never going yeah. to bounce her to stay outside and just be like, all right, I'm just going to stay out here for like 10 to 15 minutes and just make sure people who might be wandering back into the bar know that it's closed.
0: Yeah. When when it's, the reason you have the bouncer is to keep to to monitor the place when it's open, when it's closed, you just close it.
1: Also, we found out that the, the bar owner, whoever owns the bar said, under no circumstances are, do you let any people back into the bar? We are closed. So under no circumstances are you allowed to back, allow people into this bar unless they have to use the bathroom. Then you can yeah. let, uh, then you can let them and their guest <laughs> into the bar. Cause yeah. that's exactly what happened. She goes, I have to use, he, she goes, he has to use the bathroom, which then the guy goes,
0: I do. <laughs> So dumb. <laughs> yeah, it, it, they're the worst. They're the worst. And then, and then again, they're in the bar. Okay. Yeah. And instead of, I would have just why not just tell the motherfucking bouncer the story? Listen, blah 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 blah. This is what's happening. That's the mistletoe. No, instead, there's this whole bathroom thing, and they engage in these crazy hijinks where they're trying to steal the mistletoe. Well, then the bouncer the bouncer leaves. For a yes.
1: solid like minute, two minutes, right? The bouncer leaves yes. and he comes back out. And he goes, Hey, the bathroom's down. So they, they're talking about the plan to steal the mistletoe while the bouncer's gone. And then the bouncer comes back and goes, Hey, the bathroom's down here. So I was like, is, was the bouncer cleaning the bathroom? Like, I don't know. What was the reason he was gone for so
0: long? But he was gone for a long time. And then, and, and then here's the deal. Then the scene is so pointless. This is the most pointless scene ever because then the bouncer comes back, catches them trying to steal the mistletoe. He's like, Hey, by the way, every single person, which what does it say? That's the person of color that they lie to every person up to this point. They've just told the truth. My sister needs this mistletoe, blah, 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 family heirloom, yada, yada, yada. Yes. To the black guy. They're like, they lie and say to go to the bathroom, all this stuff. Right. So then he says, listen, You can't take that mistletoe because we have to wait till my boss gets back. So so let's stop right there. Once again, no one in this fucking movie can use a goddamn telephone. No. No one. Telephones are never used in this movie for any reason whatsoever, right? Yes. Then he goes, while we wait, do you guys want a drink? And then like, uh, what? And then and then they get they get like a soda or something. I guess they can't drink alcohol in these movies. So then he and then while they're uh, Luke and Harper are having a conversation. He's in the background cleaning the glass. I'm like, when did the bouncer become a barback? But also this is the world's worst bouncer. These two people,
1: they're closed, right? He yeah. lets two people back into the bar. They try and steal something from the bar and he just tells them, wait for my bar, wait for my owner to come. If you owned a bar and you were closing up and you come back inside and you see that the bouncer is standing there with two people and go, Oh, they just tried to steal this mistletoe. What should I do?
0: You'd be like, yeah. Your fucking job. That's what you should do. <laughs> Why yeah. are you letting these people stay here? And also once you see, what what really hits home what you said was the bar owner is a fucking dick. Yeah. He's not like some nice old man who's like, "Okay, well, it's Christmas." Well, it's, no. He's really horrible to them. He's
1: a dick right up until he finds out that she's she's hurt his favorite weather person. And then yeah, he's the nicest it, yeah. person in the world. Yeah, yeah, to her. But to, to her. her, yeah. But then also again, just back to my point, he was gone. The mm-hmm. the the bouncer was gone for a solid minute, minute and mm-hmm. a half, right? Why didn't while they were planning this, why didn't one of them just go grab the mistletoe and walk out the front
0: door? I don't know. I don't know, Lori. So then the bar owner comes in. He looks at Tom Colicchio from from Top Chef.
1: I kept saying and, Tom Colicchio, and I had to fast forward because I was like, "Was Tom Colicchio actually in this movie?" Because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that must have been." I was I would be like, "That's a tour de force. He should be really yeah. proud of himself." Well, also, can I just say that you know, as, as stupid as the plan is, the guy mm-hmm. goes about stealing the the uh, the mistletoe in the worst way possible. Like, I just don't understand why he just didn't pull it off the, the, it was on a, it was on a hook from the ceiling, right? I don't yeah. know. He like tries to grab the bell and then hold the bell while also pulling it and just does, moves his arms as much as possible. So then the guy who's like literally right next to him turns around and goes, Hey, what are you doing? It's just like, Oh my God, you people and you're,
0: well, also don't you think with the logic you have in this movie that the bar owner and the, and the bouncer would have fallen in love, like you said?
1: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They, at no point, were ever underneath these two people who, because every single time we've gone to a person who's owned the mistletoe, they've fallen Mm -hmm. in love with somebody, but the, but then he, he can't, um, but he, him and the bouncer, nope, they haven't been under the mistletoe at any point, even though it's like directly under the walkway.
0: Yeah, and so then and so then he f- he finds out his Harper, and he's the, he's the biggest Harper fan, and so there's a conversation we cut to. He gives her the ornament, and they leave, okay? Then they go outside. There is a conversation. I don't know where this happened, but I want to talk about it because it kind of pissed me off, where Luke reveals to her, I don't even know apropos of what, that he was actually a lawyer, but he quit being a lawyer to open the thrift store. Yes. And again, going back with I Used to Be a Fat Pig – and now I'm a hot guy. She is like, you can tell, so relieved. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I could never date a thrift store guy. I couldn't, I could never date a manager of a thrift store. But now that he's a lawyer who chose to do this, I'm in love. And I'm like, you fucking shallow bitch. Why couldn't you date someone who was a thrift store manager? It was, and you already love him. Well, it
1: just, again, like you were saying, it just shows the, the, um, uh, what's it called? the the vanity of Patrick McBrady, where he's Mm -hmm. like, there's just one more component of this where I feel like she just she's you know she she's so guarded and she can't really find herself falling in love and she just needs to know why does he own a thrift store? I think that's the question we're all wondering. Why does this hot guy, successful looking guy, own a thrift store? I mean, usually you think of thrift store owners as these trollish old women, Who you know don't. So we got to explain this
0: one part. Usually you think of like a person who owns a thrift store as this horrible human being woman – who probably tried to be a special ed teacher, but failed because she couldn't get her assignments in on time and her back hurts her from sitting in the chair and she sleeps until 1 PM yeah, yeah. and she does vomit all the time and or, loves to drink period blood and or you see her of, aunt naked. Or,
1: or you think of, or you think of thrift shop owners as just like yeah. these fat slobbish yeah. gay men who are <laughs> keep trying to sell themselves with this hot twink yeah. that's interested in yeah. them. When really he's just looking for a phone call <laughs> To keep him busy while he's on his way to work at three in the morning. Yeah. And, you know, he's constantly having to cook food for his invalid parents and yeah. dealing with their shenanigans. So, you know, that's how I think of them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Not like, why not a lawyer? No,
1: not a lawyer.
0: That's stupid. No, no, that no, doesn't exactly. make any sense. So, okay. So then outside some, I guess I wrote down, someone said this has been a crazy adventure. It has. Maybe because you guys can't make phone calls. Well, it's been a crazy adventure because, like you said, nobody picked up the goddamn phone. This, yeah, have, this could have been solved in twenty minutes. If my mom yeah. or you,
1: if my aunt or you were involved in this adventure, this would have been a two-minute ordeal, and it would have involved yeah. just a bunch of phone calls. That's it. Yeah. Oh man.
0: Uh, yesterday, my dad was fretting about my mom's Christmas present. Like he didn't know if it was ready. He didn't get an email. Blah 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 blah. He was like really upset. I go, hold on. In one minute, it was solved. Yeah, oh, yeah, here's the email. You got it. Um all right. So then while they're outside, Harper gets a phone, a text from Brad where he the the anchor man that she's dating and he breaks up with her. And he's like, "Oh well, Brad just broke up with me."
1: That's right. But then we never see The phone – we never see her look at her phone. We never see her – we just – at one point, she just – I think she tells her neighbor or something, yeah, Brad texted me earlier today that he broke up with me or something. And it's like, what? Like, when did that happen?
0: Yeah. And then Luke tells Harper – now, I I rewatched this movie this morning, but I didn't make it to the final scene because we had to record – but he tells Harper that people don't want to be alone for Christmas, and she's like, "All right, well, see you later." <laughs> well, now he's alone for Christmas. I gotta go. Bye. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. All uh, right. Well, thanks for helping with the missile. Kill. Well, I gotta go later. For you.
1: I'll see you later. Yeah.
0: But then he walks away because they get in this fight, and I'm like, "Wait a minute! How is he getting home?" He, she, he clearly said, "Oh no, she takes the taxi." Huh? So he's getting home by the car. Yeah. Right. So she goes, "I gotta take a taxi to my." So then she calls a cab and uh it's the taxi driver that's dating the aunt
1: yeah because they all live in this tiny world but that's see that's again again that's the thing is like they all live in this tiny how my question is how has she not run into him in the in the past how have they been able to just sort of go through each other's lives and not not be around each other
0: I don't know. I know. It's like a very good question. And then, oh, this must happen before the taxi. Oh, actually Because right, before the taxi, she's standing there alone. Luke's walked away because they got in a fight. I don't even know why they got in a fight. And Santa Claus comes up. He's like, it's by the way, it's dead quiet. It's dead fucking quiet. Going with Lori, Lori's murder theme. <laughs> she It's like the quietest ever snowy night. And all of a sudden, Santa walks up. He's like. Hello. And she's like, oh hey. And he's like, Well, I guess you've found the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> and she goes, Well yeah, but now I gotta get to my Weird house for Christmas. Sounds. Yeah. And he goes, She snapped his finger and a taxi appears. Yeah. And then she's like, Oh, how did you do that? And then she gets in the taxi and that guy gives one of the speeches, you know, like, oh well, you know, you gotta believe in love. Or something like that, right? And then. Snow is real. Snow is real. Uh, then they get to her house, right? She walks in, she's late for Christmas Eve. She bursts in and they go, Oh, Harper, we were getting worried about you. Call her on the motherfucking phone! Call, pick up your phone, call her cell phone. Yeah. And you will know where your daughter is. If, if
1: I. If I tell my aunt, if I, like, for example, if I'm at my other aunt's house, right, if I tell my aunt Kathy and I say, hey, I'm coming back to your house, I'm coming home, um, I'll be there, you know, shortly. She knows the distance between our house and her house. If I'm mm-hmm. gone for like 45 minutes, she's going to be calling and texting me, being like, where are mm-hmm. you? Because she's assuming that I'm dead. So yeah. she's gonna be like, Where are you? What's happened? What's going on? At no point. This woman has been gone all day and her family's just mm-hmm. like, Oh, I wonder where she is. Well, yeah. I guess, you know. All right. We haven't heard from her. We haven't heard from her. You know, but she walked the in security the, yeah, get- footage of the of the thrift store. Oh <laughs> thrift, they probably got eyes on the street. So by the
0: way, she walks in her house. It's a fucking forest of Christmas trees. There are so many. It's like Christmas threw up on this house.
1: Yeah. I, right? I mean, this is another Patrick. I wonder if in Canada, like you just that's like the thing is you just have like a plethora of Christmas trees because I don't know. We've watched a lot of Kath, uh, of Patrick McBrady movies where it's just like a Christmas two Christmas trees per room is the is yeah. the norm.
0: It's crazy. So then she's in there, and then we find she. She realizes it's not the right mistletoe. Is that why they got in the fight, actually? Maybe? Because she realizes it's not the right mistletoe?
1: Yeah, because she – I think it was because she just – he didn't kiss her or nothing happened. So she was like, oh, I guess it's not the uh right mistletoe. So.
0: Yeah, she realizes, oh, wait, this isn't even the right mistletoe. And then that's when they because, leave each other, right? Because
1: the only reason why they would fall in love would be if that was the correct mistletoe. So yeah, the yeah, yeah. the fact that they didn't fall in love is that f- is proves that it's not the correct mistletoe.
0: So then so then Harper goes to Holly her sister and says, "Hey, listen, sorry, I tells her the whole story and like, well, this is not the real mistletoe." And she goes, "Oh, it's all right. Here you already proposed to me." And shows the ring. I'm like, "I would have been was <laughs> so mm-hmm. disgusting. Do you know all the fucking shit I had to deal with to get this fucking guy? I would have stuffed the I would, mistletoe in her mouth. So, oh, I would've opened her mouth and stuffed it in there.
1: I was seriously, right. I would have shoved it up her vagina. I would have been like, like get and, ready. I'm fist I'm gonna, then, start, I'm gonna make a fist.
0: Yeah, and then the dad's like, Oh, you lost the mistletoe, huh? And then all of a sudden, Luke doesn't know this family. No. He doesn't ring the doorbell. He just barges into the house. But then
1: they don't even lock the door. That's no. what I don't understand is they all just welcome him in like, oh, hey, yeah. hey, hey, man. Hey, nice hey,
0: to see you. Hey, random person who just walked in and he goes, Harper. Harper, I got to talk to you. I I got to talk to you. And she's like, oh, OK, hold on, everybody. And she goes over and then he's like, I went back to the fake Christmas tree farm and talked to the people who are fucking Well, they wouldn't listen to us. And they had the mistletoe. Here it is and the dad's like yay, you know? And then they kiss and then that's the end of the movie. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so and that was Mistletoe Magic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never got to tell you the uh before we go, the country Christmas thing I found out.
1: Oh, what was that?
0: So, humble pie. I think it was humble pie. I if I, if it's not humble pie, I'm mistaken. But I think it is. Found out that the book that it was based on is actually like one of those like slutty romance novels. Oh. So I went to go look a synopsis. Come on, okay, well, maybe don't answer some questions in this book. Right. So I tried to find a synopsis of his. It's called His Country Qu- uh, Cinderella. Is the name of the book. Oh, OK. And I didn't read the book, but the little I could find is does explain some things. Okay. so first of all, so so one of the things we complained about was why did he quit the music thing? Right. Yeah. So in the book, he quits because somebody died at one of his shows.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. So that's why he's fucked up by that. So then he takes off. Also, in the uh, book, she is a housekeeper and she's taking care of the house. Oh. And, uh, uh, that he's staying in she's the housekeeper in the house that he's hiding well, out. that in.
1: makes more sense
0: that makes more sense than the weird interior decorator why do
1: they but that wasn't it wasn't she was a dresser for for like what was it called uh
0: open houses what, yeah yeah that, yeah why did they
1: keep that in the book or for that the book?
0: Been, yeah that would have been so cute the housekeeper part that would have made a thousand times more sense yeah he's hiding out in this like Hotel, that hotel, like he's rent out a house as a housekeeper and then she's the housekeeper. Because That he, makes so much more he sense. He keeps it
1: for, what's her face? What's his face, right? His brother. So it's yeah. not even his house.
0: It's his brother's house. Yeah. I don't know if that part's in the book. I almost huh. kind of want to read the book now.
1: Yeah, I would be interested. I'm interested to see, I don't know if you've, well, I haven't watched any of them, but we've mm-hmm. watched any of the other country Christmas movies. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. I'd be interested to see what
0: happens. Yeah, you say that. You report back to us. Um, all right. But Laurie, let's call it a day there. Uh, yet again, another episode of, uh, Laurie and Joe are two fat gays who, uh, watch yell about holiday movies. movies, who yell about holiday movies. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Hallmark homos. Actually going to do it for, I think temporarily this season of Hallmark homos. Uh, But that's what you get for having an exclusive tier show, right? You're going to get short seasons of shows that are exclusive to you. Either way, we'll see you next season right here on Afterthought Media.